Like this bitch-ass white boy. Boy. Welcome to the first day of your life. This is High Vertical Episode 9. The sports podcast with no holds bar, uncensored, uncut, completely raw. The rawest of the raw. And I'm here with my fired up co-host, Nick. Nick Gammon, Nicky Jizzle. Fired up. Fired up. Fired up. Fired up. I got a lot of things to say, Eric. Like what? Uh, we, well, we got NBA. <laughs> yeah. We got Lionel Messi. We got football. You fucks like football, don't you? You fucking losers that listen to us. And also, <laughs> I think we got something else. I forget what else we got. What else is going on right now? Um, I don't know. I don't think that's, I think that's kind of it for sports. College football is back. There was a game last weekend back. and guess what? It was boring as fuck. Had yes. to watch Marshall versus Eastern Kentucky. God damn. So bad. That was on ABC. So Marshall versus Eastern that Kentucky was a, is on ABC. That was on, the, that was on ABC. <laughs> it's a nationally televised game. Damn, people are desperate for football. Yeah. I mean, the, the real SEC starts in like two weeks. So that's I, good. We'll get some. That's so we'll get some real, some good college football at least. That's what we're waiting for. Yeah, there and the fans and Marshall's crowd were not social distancing. <laughs> So they're deep. They're deep mouth kissing. They're deep mouth kissing because West Virginia is a highly communal society and they share lovers. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. We're trying to get no. a Fox Sports uh, deal, so we can't really talk shit about rednecks from West Virginia because then we're turning our back on our hopeful base. Yeah, that's our uh, big biggest demographic. Yeah, it really is because it's my family. So I just uh, we can start with some NBA news. Um, the Clippers received final approval from City to build Inglewood Arena. So it looks Ooh. like the Clippers are uh, stepping out of the Staples Center. Nice. And they're just gonna destroy a bunch of low-income housing to build a giant stadium. That's you know what. <laughs> Bill Gates would be proud of Steve Ballmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go. It's gonna go. I think it's gonna be probably. I think the Ingl- it's Inglewood area is where the uh, SoFi Stadium is, where the Rams built that five five billion dollar arena. That's a uh, stadium that's not gonna have any fans in it. Yeah, yeah, you know. And stadium no. looks cool as hell, though. I will admit that whoever designed the architecture of the stadium did a really good job. It does look cool. You know, I didn't live in that neighborhood, so I can admire it. But um, yeah, I can admire it. I don't know. understand why, if it's in Inglewood, why don't they just, like, if they need to revamp the forum, just, you know, put it in there. There's a lot of basketball history like, in there. I feel like the forum is um, a historic landmark at this point. And yeah. I don't think I don't think they would. I don't, honestly, it's a, and I, honestly, the people who run the forum are probably not going to let the Clippers play games there. I mean, cash is green, or cash is blue, whatever. I mean, I would... I don't see why there'd be any problem. They played basketball in there before. You know, they can the Clippers can go in on the renovations. I'm sure it's not much more expensive than building an entirely new arena in a neighborhood where you have to bulldoze a bunch of homes. I will so. say this, they, the state I'm looking at the concept art for this uh, I'll send you the link to the ESPN story on the uh, hangout chat. Looks cool. But, um, uh, we'll see about that. Uh, we'll see just how cool it is. Or you can check the link. Um, God, can I check the link? What the fuck's going on here? It's there. 
Okay, here we go. Sorry, my uh, my shit was all fucked up. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Englewood Arena. So this looks. Uh, God, I can't even see a rendering of it. Why? Oh, oh shit. There's like trees in this arena. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks. Uh, I mean, like the, with like this arena, I would say SoFi Stadium too. Like in the 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 eventual new baseball park in San Francisco. They're like and the one in Milwaukee that they I think they're just finished. They're all a very. They look like uh eco green state uh arenas yeah they definitely like, look like trying, the future like, yeah so uh, there's that the heat won their series against the milwaukee bucks it looked kind of shaky there after the game four loss when Giannis went out uh it went to overtime and uh their small ball lineup kind of just really fucked with us i don't think spoke uh he really couldn't make in game adjustments to it just because it was just on the fly. Yeah. Kind of weird. We honestly, they were much better without Giannis on the floor, which we'll all get to my point about. I think Chris Middleton, I think they're going to trade Chris Middleton this offseason. And I think some teams are going to walk away with uh, a different Chris Middleton. If, if he goes to the right team, I think he could actually be a really worthwhile piece of uh, to a, to a really good team. I disagree that they're going to trade Chris Middleton. You disagree. I disagree. I, trade him. I don't think they I will. Think I think they're going to keep Chris Middleton around. And I think with uh, what's going on in OKC, which we'll talk about, I guess, more in depth later. But um, people I, people keep bringing this up, and I just keep forgetting it. But it actually is a trade that makes a lot of sense. Chris Paul to Milwaukee. Yeah, I was, I was. That's what I'm thinking. I think like you would have to trade Chris Middleton for that. Right? You could make it work with uh, like trading Eric Bledsoe and uh, George Hill and a couple other guys to match salaries. You can make that work. So they'll probably just trade like a bunch of their bench pieces because a lot of those guys are just like interchangeable. They can find. I mean, Eric Bledsoe and Chris Paul. Like Eric Bledsoe may be a better defender, but Chris Paul obviously better at offense and better in the clutch so that kind of balances yeah. out and there's really no one else that would be involved in that trade in terms of like going through the bench that you wouldn't be able to replace i mean the yeah. the bucks are so just i don't know what the right word is but i guess kind of like homogenous across all their positions it's like everyone we talked about this last week like everyone everyone in their positions like does the same thing you know like the power forwards are all the same and like the shooting guards are all the same yeah. so it, they can really trade that out and just bring in guys that fit that system that Bud wants to run. Yeah, but honestly, I just don't think Chris Middleton is is fits in that in what he's trying to do. Like with Giannis on the floor, I just like he's not a three point shooter. Like he can hit the occasional three, but he's like a mid range guy. Wait, he's like a really patient. Slows he's he can slow down. He slows down the game a lot whenever he gets into the position he wants. His mid range game is like. I would say on uh, I would say it's not as good as DeMar DeRozan just because DeMar DeRozan that's all he does is mid-range and getting to the basket but I just feel like I I don't know I feel like he needs he needs to be on a team where the like the star is a three-point shooter 
and he can and they're just gonna ask him to get just get that mid range shot going and get to the basket and like we'll hit you with the three every now and again. But like depending on him for the three, I think is just the wrong way to use him. Yeah, I mean I agree that he's not a great fit for that system and for that offense, but I don't think that they're gonna be able to get anything better for mm-hmm. for for him because it's like you ba- you basically just be giving him to a team that might give you some assets or some prospects or something in Milwaukee's and win now. I mean Chris Middleton is. Yeah, if Chris Middleton's the guy, that's not a, uh, a championship caliber team. You know, maybe maybe they could trade him for Buddy Heald or something like that. But is that something yeah. that you really want to do? Like take a chance on Buddy Heald? You know, you could. But I think bring I would bring in Chris Paul, run it yeah. back. You know, try to obviously you're going to trade some bench pieces. So like, see if you can get. You know, some more bench pieces that fit that system. Maybe try to get some ring chasers or something. And then see if that works. And if that doesn't work, then Giannis is either gone at that point or maybe Middleton can get traded and you convince Giannis to stay around for another year. But I think... Oh, go ahead, sorry. You need to finish your thought. I was going to say, I think having Chris Paul would make a big difference. I don't know if it would help them win a championship, but with how good he's been in the clutch... Yeah, I think the offense would just flow a lot better if he was on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And he could actually hit the three, like, unlike Bledsoe, who's, like, like, pretty, like, he can get you one per game, but, like, he's not a three-point shooter. Yeah, and I've never seen anyone less clutch than Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Ever take so, the court yeah. on NBA Also, game. how how safe do you think Coach Budenhauser's uh, job is? I, at this point, I really don't think it's safe at all. I don't think it's safe at all. I think he goes into next year on the hot seat, uh, but I think he'll get another year. You think he gets another year? I think I'll get one more year. Man. I mean, I, don't know. If I, I think the, just... if I was the ownership, I think I'd just be so frustrated. Like, you have the best record two years in a row, and you can't get out of the like uh, the quarterfinal. Like, yeah. The quarterfinals. That is frustrating, but it. Uh... I mean, you can't, like, I think you just try to add to what you have, even though I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think there's anything that they can do realistically that would help them win a title. Mm-hmm. It's, But I just also don't see many other different options. I don't know who else you're going to get in Milwaukee that's a better coach than Boonholzer, unless, you know, you want to hire... Billy Donovan or Fit, but Fit that also doesn't inspire a ton of confidence too because Fit is like it didn't work out in Memphis. I don't think through any fault of his own. It didn't work out in the Knicks, not through any fault of his own. But if it doesn't work out immediately in Milwaukee, it's just putting Fizz in another terrible must-win situation that's just completely unrealistic for him. Um, You know, he doesn't get a chance to build something, which I think would be great if he actually went to a competent organization where they're like, "Hey, you can build something." Like. Fizz going to OKC with Billy Donovan out, I think would be a great fit because then Fizz can like build a competitive team, and he has yeah. draft picks to pieces. work with. He has yeah. Shea, you know, he can he can probably he would be a good fit because he'd probably be able to get Schroeder and Stephen Adams to play hard mm. enough to like boost their trade yeah. value so they can move them for some assets. So that's a name to look out for there. But in Milwaukee, it just doesn't seem like a logical fit. I think Budenholzer should definitely be fired if they make this if they make some roster improvements or even if they don't, if they get bounced again in the playoffs next year, if they don't at least make it to the finals, then Damn, the finals. That's you, you should be out. It's tough, but this was their year. They really didn't this have was their year, man. This they didn't have any excuse to not yeah. not do it. They're the perennial favorite coming into the year to at least make it through the Eastern Conference. And yeah. they fell well short. Even before the Giannis how, injury. Like, yeah, it's crazy how like 
Miami played as if they were the favorites. They just got a ton of confidence right yeah. now. Yeah, They're... they have so much confidence. Aiden won the playoffs going into yeah. the conference finals, which is they pretty much almost swept the the first the one seed. It's the first time I think in the East uh, a fifth seed is going to the conference finals since like 1999. Yeah, yeah, and the the last team to do it in either conference was I think Memphis in 2013. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think any team in the East can be favored over Miami. I think no matter who makes it out of the Raptors Celtics series, I think they'll be like the media favorite to yeah, win that series. But to be honest, I think Miami is probably going to beat either of those teams. If the Celtics had a healthy Gordon Hayward, I would probably have a little bit more confidence. And I think the Celtics will beat the Raptors still, whether it's well, six or seven games. I don't know. I guess we can. Like I honestly, as a, I want the Celtics just to win. I I rather fit, play the Celtics than the Raptors. I just think the Raptors, what they have, they have too much size over us because we have Bam and like we we've we out rebounded the uh, the Bucks throughout the whole series. And I don't think we can out rebound the the Raptors because they they have they have that big lineup, their starting lineup with Gasol and Siakam, that I think that it would just honestly like uh, suffocate Bam well, in the post, and he would just and they're going to isolate him out into the wing, and they're going to dare to make shots. I think the can make, I think but, the Raptors would definitely make life difficult for the Heat more difficult than Milwaukee, but. I, I mean, watching every game of Boston-Toronto, I mean, Boston doesn't have a ton of size either. That's why I would, I'd, rather play, I'd rather play Boston. <laughs> right, but like I'm Bam, saying... Bam can bully, at least, like, Bam and Tice can go at it, and I, I, I feel confident in that Bam-Tice matchup, even though I think Tice is a good, like, he, he's good defensively, but he's not going to do anything offensively. Yeah, but. I mean, Gasol would be tough for Bam, but uh, but it's nothing that Miami can't work around, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just again, I'd rather play Boston. I'd yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I would rather. I was hoping for a Boston Miami Eastern Conference Finals for obvious reasons, but also I think it is that the two teams match up very well with each other. Yeah, in terms it's be of a good like series. Yeah, it's in terms go, of strengths and weaknesses. I think it's going to go six or seven either way. I think so too. We have, we have to wait till the uh, till you guys finish your series. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen with Toronto with yeah, their backs against what? the wall. I mean, that's why. That two one or three one? We were we were up two zero, and then two, OG oh, yeah. hit that buzzer beater. Yeah. So you're so what the series is three two right now. Three two. Yeah. Ooh. So that's why it's so important to defend well and defend the corner, especially OG Ananobi, who has made probably seventy or eighty percent of his corner threes this series. That was just yep. that was a rough to, rough way to lose. Yeah. Need this series to go seven, man. Yeah, I I, I honestly. I would rather finish it up early. I don't know what the deal is with the schedule for the Eastern Conference Finals. Like if it starts Sunday, if any, if everything goes right, say if you guys win today, I believe it starts Monday. I think it starts Monday or Sunday. Okay, so it doesn't matter if the Celtics win in six or seven or the Raptors win in seven. It's still gonna yeah. be Monday or Sunday. Mo- Monday or Sunday, yeah. Okay, I think it's either before before Monday Night Football. Yeah, it's definitely before Monday Night Football. It's like, uh, let me actually have a tweet from uh, my Miami Heat reporter Barry Jackson. Shout out to Barry Jackson. Because uh, I was initially concerned, like I, I wouldn't have had a problem with it going seven games if, like, if the Celtics won tonight, for example, Wednesday. 
um, that they would have to play on Friday in the Eastern Conference Finals. But if it's a set time, then I'd rather just wrap it up now because I want Gordon Hayward to have a chance to come back at some point in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Oh, man. Come on, Barry. I guess while you're looking that up, um, Billy Donovan out of OKC. Yeah. Uh, I think it wasn't a firing. I think it was just a... His contract just expired. uh, Yeah. So I found the... So from what the NBA has told ESPN, substitute change, ESPN will be airing the Eastern Conference final game, presumably Heat, barring something great. This is before they won. As a 5 p.m. prelude to the Raiders Saints Monday night football game. Oh, that's cool. Two weeks from tonight. All right. Two weeks from tonight. So it would be next. So you will. So oh, each wait. Team will, so yeah, they get a week. They get a week off. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, don't, I think I think they want to start the conference final, the Western and Eastern Conference at, at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Okay. So even if this goes seven games for the Celtics, that's not really yeah. a huge deal because they get a week to recover. Okay. He just get in the we just get half we get it like a half a week longer, I guess. We get a couple nice. more days. Yeah. Which I think at that point just kinda like cancels each other out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Cool. I think that's a good idea too, in terms of like kind of using both leagues in tandem to kinda keep people going. Like by the time people get off of work, if you're lucky enough to have a job right now, just go NBA straight to NFL. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Billy Donovan is gone. Yeah, I think it like I think it was just they couldn't come to a. Uh, it wasn't a firing. They didn't fire him. I just don't think they came to a, a, a contract conclusion. I think Billy just fucked up the tank job, <laughs> and OKC is like yeah. this. This is well, we're not trying think, to be in the playoffs. Presti, I don't think Sam Presti. I think Sam Presti was. I don't think they're trying to tank the whole season. That's my opinion. I don't think. I think they had a decent squad, but before the even season even started. Yeah. Well, I think the the plan was to probably like try to. I mean, Billy Donovan kind of did everything right in terms of boosting the trade value of Danilo Gallinari and Chris Paul and all these different guys and Schroeder and Stephen Adams. Basically, all of them had great years where they boosted their trade value, but mm-hmm. they still could not work out a trade. And now they're kind of, uh, I guess, they'll probably be able to work out some of those trades in the offseason. I think Chris Paul yeah. will get moved, and I think uh, Gallinari, while they're signed somewhere else, or maybe a sign and trade, will yeah. probably be the route that OKC will try to pursue. And yeah. then they might look for like Miami was interested in Gallinari at the trade deadline. If you remember, like there was there was rumors that there was a trade in place, a three team trade where Warren was going to go to. Uh, the Mavs, and yeah. we were going to get Galnari, and then there's another player involved in the trade. But then I'm so happy that trade yeah. happened. Fucking so Goran's got ice in his veins in the bubble. Yeah, dude, he is. Uh, he is. Uh, as I said before, he's the sixth man of the year, in my opinion. So yeah, definitely the sixth man of the bubble. Um, yeah. yeah, that uh, that signing though is yeah that tr- good thing that trade didn't go through. I don't think that signing's going to happen this off season. I think that since Miami's become a realistic spot for Giannis to land they're going to want to keep that open and like only sign a one-year deal I think guys like you know Paul Millsap and maybe another player or something will probably come into Miami on one-year contracts with that cap space 
and then they leave it open for Giannis to step in or another Max player to step in. But Giannis has yeah. to be the goal. Yeah, for sure. Um, I hope Miami really just tries to keep most of these pieces together. That's my hope. Yeah, you got a good young core. Got a good young core. Let's just try to keep it together. Cut the contract that are going to... Because I think Derek Jones is up for a re-signing, and I'm not opposed to re-signing him because I really do. I do believe in his potential. Um, I don't mind signing him. And also, people, I think teams would trade something for him if we had if eventually when if we resign him to a big contract. I think the trade value on that is still pretty good. He's still young. Yeah. Um, trying to see if any more NBA news. Oh, Lake, we can talk about the Lakers and the the, news, the series going on currently. Yeah. So the Lakers beat the Rockets last night, pretty convincingly, in my opinion. I I, I think the series is over. I think the Lakers are just gonna win the next two games. I don't really see the Rockets. I don't know if it's over, but I do think the Lakers are gonna win. Yeah, it's... I think it's. I think both series are pretty. Mu- I, I don't. I think that nug the Nuggets Clipper series is way more like interesting obviously yeah but well it's like the future versus a longer yeah it's like the future versus the now when in that situation but all it takes for the rockets to win is just for them to get hot so if that can happen for a couple games and it works out but yeah lebron's playing great davis is starting to you know kind of exploit what houston's trying to do i mean he's not dropping like 40 plus every night like people thought would happen when houston went small but he's doing his job Getting double doubles. Mm-hmm. Rondo's back. Rondo, I didn't even realize, had yeah. twenty one points last night, nine assists. Playoff Rondo. Yeah. Playoff Rondo. He's he's a difference maker. He is for sure. He's great. He's a guy that you definitely want on your side during the playoffs. I mean, the shooting can be frustrating, but he can still do a lot of other really good things when he's locked in. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like we're probably going to get a Lakers Clippers final. I think the the Clippers and Nuggets series been definitely interesting, but yeah, Clippers are. They have that switch. The Nuggets, yeah. this would be a great learning experience for them, but that's kind of, I think, what yeah. I think should I be reasonably expected. Going six. I think the Nuggets, if they, I think they win the next game, and that's it. I think so. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I think the Nuggets also, they, they're they banged up. They they look yeah. kind of tired from when I've seen them, like yeah. especially towards the end of the games, you can really notice it. Yeah. You know, they that series against Utah was really, really especially the ending of it for them because they had to go hard as fuck for three straight games to avoid going home they're just i think a little worn out but Mm -hmm. got a lot of young guys though i think next year denver can keep building Mm -hmm. around uh jokic and murray and porter jr they will uh they'll probably be a legitimate contender then that's kind of impressive like a small market team being able to build things from the ground up and i think that they can actually sustain it like i think they're down to dig into their pockets and you know keep this thing going just to see how yeah, far they it can have go the they have like michael porter jr he's gonna be if he he look he's gonna be better like each season he's gonna get better and eventually they're gonna i think they they're definitely gonna pay him whatever when when this contract deals up they're definitely gonna pay him and i think keeping him jamal murray and uh uh nick uh jokic together that's the that to me is very important for them yeah. for their success in the future just, and you get bull bull michael porter yeah bull bull yeah for sure like he honestly like they gotta play because he they could trade him for something eventually yeah. if, if like he explodes like next regular season like and starts getting more minutes and like 
you can start to see some like some things forming. The Nuggets are going to have a really valuable trade piece for for next to nothing on the dollar. Yeah, and they like in, they just got good role players too. Like Monte yeah. Morris is good. Yeah. Gary Harris, Will Barton, Torrey Craig, all those guys are like solid role players. That team is definitely like eight nine deep when they're healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just haven't had health on their side. I, this yeah. entire I think bubble. Will Barton might make them might make a return in the series if. If they can hold on a little yeah, longer, I hope they do. Oh, and Jeremy Grant too. Like Paul Millsap's probably yeah. on the way oh, out. Yeah, but Jeremy yeah, Grant Paul, is Jeremy great. Grant, yeah, Jeremy Grant's a great replacement for Paul Millsap. That he like he, I think he's on a contract year, right? He's definitely yeah. on a contract year. Yeah, I think they have to make the decision between Millsap and Jeremy Grant. There's a there's I, I an easy Jeremy answer Grant, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Jeremy Grant for sure. Uh, Paul Millsap to me is a is a he honestly is a good piece on a ring chaser team yeah that was a great signing for them when they made it because it helped he was that piece that helped make them a playoff team which is great Mm -hmm. but time to go old man he's like 36 years old he's got to go to like a Miami or a Boston or LA or something I'd love to see him on Boston I think he'd be a good Boston team he looks like a Boston fit oh yeah I think on Boston he would be really dope he's kind of that stretch for that we need he'd be a great mentor for Grant Williams yeah, I so, think he'd be great on Boston. Yeah, that, that, he's a he's an Al Horford who can't really shoot the three, but he he'll rebound and play defense. That's for sure. Yeah, and he can hit the three if he's left. I mean, I don't know. I when he played the Celtics, he could hit the three. So maybe he just really likes the TD Garden. I saw him go off for like forty five one time in a playoff game against yeah. us. It was so frustrating. But yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. I think the. Uh, we're in an interesting week of NBA basketball. It's gonna be all it's all it's all gravy from here, folks. Yeah. Also, um did not realize this either, but I saw in the news this morning that Braun is now the all time leader in playoff wins. That's crazy. So that that is crazy. Good for him. Good for him. Uh oh, all defensive teams too. You wanna go through those? Uh, sure, pull it up. First team, Giannis, A D, Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, Marcus Smart. I agree, 100% across the board. Second sure. team, Kawhi, Bam, Brooke Lopez, Pat Beverly, Eric Bledsoe. I also don't really see any Damn. issues with that. Uh, I think Kawhi should be in the first team. That's just me. I think so. I'd probably have Kawhi in there over Rudy Gobert, but I get why sure. Rudy Gobert is there as well. Yeah. Um, happy for Marcus, though. This is, I think, yeah, second first team all defensive selection. Yeah, he definitely deserves it. Well deserved. He got slept on for a lot of years, but now it's catching up. I'm very glad that they put him on over Pat Beverly. If Pat Beverly had gotten first team instead of Marcus, I would have been pissed off. But I think he's been injured though, like for a lot of for a lot of the game. He missed a lot of the season. Yeah, well exactly. And he also I don't think is a better defender than Marcus Smart. I think they're you can make the case that they're the same and I still wouldn't agree, but it'd be fine. But mm-hmm. there's no way that Beverly is a better defender than Marcus Smart. So Yeah. I about that. Ben Simmons probably could you can make a case he was defensive player of the year, but that's because they're ignoring the bubble, I guess, on these selections. Mm-hmm. That he didn't get it and Giannis did. I'm pretty sure they gave it to Giannis already. Um yeah. I think Ben Simmons, like he was obviously very good throughout the year. And then when he was off the team, you really noticed. It was very, very significant, the drop-off that Philly had defensively with him gone. But anyway, yeah. that's uh, all the defensive teams in the NBA. Um, want to go to the NFL? Uh, we want to make a pit stop real quick and uh, sure. talk about 
Messi going to training in Barcelona, not pursuing a legal battle, not going to Man City this yeah. year. Yeah, it's a little disappointing, but it, I think we talked about it last week. It, it just seemed like it was just going to make this big, this big mess. I feel like he eventually he's gonna he's definitely wants to leave. It's kind of fucked up that it, like they just uh, have this over him. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he can leave for free next year anyway. So yeah. maybe Barcelona's just going to keep him around to try to work out a deal with Man City to pay him. Yeah. Which I don't know if they sh- if they really need to do that this year because I think Man City will be fine without him. And they can just yeah. wait for him to come on his own accord next year. So yeah. just patience. Yeah, probably the fan. Yeah, just patience. Oh, the team will still be here. Yeah, he'll be there next year. I'm, yeah. Also, Kylian Mbappe has COVID-19. Oh, shit. It's my boy, too. Yeah, he is. Uh, he has COVID nineteen. But there's, they had some European uh international games going on for the uh for the European. God, what is it called? It's the Euro Cup, I believe. Oh, is it like qualifying for that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody there, they had two games, and he missed both games for France. But I think they won anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're stacked. Um, yeah. So moving on, I guess we let's go to the NFL before we move into the. We're gonna pick some games, but before I want to get some news, Jalen Ramsey agrees to a five-year, one hundred and five million dollar contract with the Rams. Nice, good for him. Big old fat contract for Jalen Ramsey. Well deserved. That he told him to back up the truck. He told him back up the truck they in Jacksonville. And they said we don't got the truck. <laughs> yeah, fucking twenty million dollars a year. That's wild. But good for him. Yeah. He deserves or no, twenty five million, right? Five years, a hundred million, hundred five yeah, million, hundred five million. Yeah. No, twenty. No, that's twenty million a year. Twenty million a year. I got to do math. Then, uh, in other news, ESPN removes Hank Williams Jr. from Monday Night Football intro again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. God. I wonder so if he's awful. like, do you guys mind if I add some pro Trump stuff to the Monday Night Football song? Right, and America they're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you ready news. for some football? Are you ready for some Trump? Trump twenty twenty. Uh, in sad news, Von Miller it, suffered a potentially season-ending ankle injury in a practice yesterday. It was like the last play in practice, and he oh. um, it was a freak injury. Apparently, gone for the season. Totally, totally, like. Uh, I think changes the landscape of that division. I thought the Broncos were going to be a little bit more of a contender in that. Uh, this is more of a nuisance for the Chiefs, but after this, I just think the Chiefs are just going to. Yeah. Chiefs and I honestly, the Chargers might just run away with this division. Um, I don't think the Raiders are there yet. I think the Raiders are going to actually have a. Un- I think we. Just, I I just think they're going to have probably one of the. Another bad season, yeah, in my, uh, and the, and that's why I see my crystal ball. But after this, man, I think this is a huge loss. Denver already had are missing their best, the, the their right tackle, Juwan James, and now this, like, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a little rough for them defensively. But yeah, we'll see. I bet they wish they had Shaq Barrett now. Yeah, yeah. Bradley <laughs> Chubb has got to step up. Yeah, Chubster's got to step up. Yeah, well, this would be good for him. I think in terms yeah. of his development, I think for yeah, a, we'll for a lot of guys in Broncos, it'd be a good development year, and they might sneak in as a wild card team still. But yeah, I agree, it's gonna yeah. be tough. It's gonna be tough going from here. Uh, tough sledding. Tough sledding. Uh, it looks like 
Alvin Kamara in the Saints are working on a big deal that should be done before the season starts. Smart. Smart. I mean, that's of course. How do you not resign that guy to whatever he wants? Like he totally deserves Gotta it. Gotta give him the money. Yeah, De- DeAndre Hopkins signed a two-year, fifty-four point five million dollar contract extension. Big money. I uh, big money, big money. He definitely. I think he he has to he has to play well in, yeah. in Arizona. NFL players are starting to, to get that NBA money a little bit. Yeah. It's getting closer. Yeah. It's getting closer. Um, let me see. I don't think I think that's it. Oh, Adrian Peterson is now with the Lions, the the Washington football team. Oh yeah. Him. And now he's with the with the Lions. Uh oh, and I gotta say the Dolphins traded uh a couple late round picks and uh not uh, they had it was a weird they had two trades with the Raiders. One of them involved the Mi- Miami sending them uh Raekwon McMillan, a linebacker, for a for a pick. For a late round pick, and then a couple days later, there's another trade where the Dolphins are traded two two late round picks. I'm pretty sure one of the ones that they traded Raekwon McMillan they got from Raekwon McMillan, and they got Lynn Bowden Jr., who is uh, I'm not sure if you remember him, but he was um, he played on Kentucky last year, and Kentucky lost their starting quarterback. Both their actually they lost both their starting quarterback and backup quarterback, and he had to fill in at quarterback. And he's a uh, receiver slash running back, and he was really high on the uh, on the draft board for a lot, of, like as a sneaky as one of the uh, sleepers uh, in the last year's draft. And the dude is exactly what I wanted for the Dolphins—a young receiver. To, he's not gonna, probably not going to play right away, but he's Great. he he is there for for Tua's development as far as being on the second team. So nice, making some moves. Uh, Making some big money moves. He's a fast little guy. I'll tell you that. Dolphins also um, made a, a move that affect affected both of our teams. Um, good friend of the podcast, Josh Rosen. We just had him on last week. Yeah, he got cut um, by the Dolphins. Signed to the Bucks practice squad. Signed to the Bucks. Pra- I think he's a. I think that was a good pickup for 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 the Bucks. Yeah, and the Bucks can protect him as well. They protected four yeah. players. They can protect four players each week. They protected Josh Rosen this week. So I think that's their developmental guy, which is what I've been hoping that they would get somebody. I don't know if Josh Rosen's the answer, but it at least like shows good intentions that they know that Tom Brady is not going to be around for very long. He yeah. told Bruce Arians he plans on playing for another four years, which seems optimistic insane yeah 47 years old and playing quarterback i don't know but he probably is good for a year or two but they need to start developing someone behind him josh rosen's now put in a non-pressure situation where he can actually develop and Mm -hmm. i think uh i think this is a good fit and i think by the time he's 26 27 years old he'll be ready to rock kind of like aaron Rodgers. Mm mm-hmm now, do you want to? We're doing fantasy football this year, and I was wondering. Oh, did we? Oh, we forgot. I did, we mentioned the letter for net thing last week, right? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Okay. Uh before and also uh, before we prepared the fantasy football stuff, uh, the Bears are decided to start Mitch Trubisky over Nick Foles, mm-hmm. and apparently, uh, a lot of people are kind of upset about it, just because I feel like uh, the reports are saying that Nick Foles had a better camp. Don't matter so, if he had a better camp. Fucking yeah. Mitch Trubisky's number two pick. 
basically yeah. you're admitting it's a problem that the Bucks fat if you're part of a really dysfunctional or if you're a fan of a really dysfunctional franchise which Bears fans should be privy to by now you know mm-hmm. that you always go for whatever could potentially make you look less dumb you know or because mm-hmm. if you're basically if you're going to admit to you know benching Mitch Trubisky the your best case scenario is Nick Foles comes in and plays okay and mm-hmm. you still don't make any noise at all in the NFC but if Mitch Trubisky comes in and he somehow plays well, then mm-hmm. you look great. You look like a genius yep. and you can keep your young quarterback around. That idea never works, but that is the logic inside the brain of some NFL GMs and coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so fantasy football. Do you want to go over our fantasy teams? We had the draft this week. Sure. I got mine uh, set up. Go for it. Now, all right, so I got at quarterback, Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford. Okay. Who do you have at quarterback? I have Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and who? Russell Wilson, that's it. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Russell Wilson, that's a really good pick. I got Kyler Murray because I think he's mini Russell Wilson, so yeah. I wanted to get good value. I think value he's, he's going to get a lot of points. He's gonna be, they're going to run the ball with him a lot. He's going to get like uh, he's going to have some. I think he's going to score a lot of points. Yeah, I kind of have a shitty matchup for both my quarterbacks in Week One. Like Matt Stafford's going against the Chicago defense, and Kyler Murray's going mm-hmm. against the San Francisco defense. Mm-hmm. So probably going to be a shitty scoring week for both of them this first week. But I'm optimistic for the uh, rest mm-hmm. of the year. Who's your starting running back? Starting running backs, I have Dalvin Cook and James Conner. On my bench, I got Leonard Fournette and Antonio Gibson. So uh, I got Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. uh, Miles Miles Sanders. Mm. Those are my two starters. And then in my bench, I have three running backs on my bench. I have J.K. Dobbins from Ooh. Baltimore, the rookie. Uh, Daryl Henderson from L.A., the Rams. And Marlon Mack. Your boy, damn stacked. Yeah, Sarasota I went. Uh, I, I did. I did my uh, my bench. I'm so I'm very happy with it uh, as far as uh, as it goes from before week one starts. But I like my bench a lot. My starting receivers are Calvin Ridley, uh, Terry McLaurin from Washington Football Team. <laughs> mm. Maybe I like could work out. It could work out. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. That's that's the yeah. reason. I, and also, I I, I have. I have my my uh, and then as my flex I have Hollywood Brown. I like all, I kind of like all those. Hollywood Brown is gonna be hit or miss, but he's a home run hitter. And uh, yeah. Terry McLaurin may not be a great receiver talent wise. He's okay though, and mm-hmm. a lot of garbage time. A lot of garbage time and just a lot of targets. And then my bench I have Ceedee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, and Preston Williams. I went two rookies. I think Preston Williams is going to get a lot of targets, and I think Henry Ruggs is going to get a lot of targets. C.D. Lamb to me is the one I'm like. The, I could see, I could see him exploding, but he was honestly just my. I, I'm investing in early. I right. think he's gonna something's gonna happen. Probably to Amari Cooper. C.D. Lamb's gonna step up, and he's gonna get a lot of targets. And then, uh, what are you? Who are your receivers? I got a uh, Allen Robinson, which you know, given the quarterback fiasco in chicago mm-hmm. may not have been my best choice um tyree kill who is now off the injury report it looks like so that's good 
Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Brown, Tennessee. Love that pick. Love that pick. It's a little iffy on it, but I know that like he is the guy uh, yeah, to throw to in Tennessee. Pick. So I think mm-hmm. he's a good red zone threat. Um, Julian Edelman. You're going to get a lot of targets. You're going to get a lot of targets. You know, if Cam Newton's arm strength isn't what it was, this could look like an even better pick. But either way, he is probably the go-to guy in New England still. Mm-hmm. And then Christian Kirk of Arizona, who was kind of my sleeper. I think, you know, Hopkins. I think that's a good sleeper. Yeah. yeah. I think Hopkins is going to get a lot. But Kirk and Kyler Murray had some good chemistry at the end of last mm-hmm. year. So mm-hmm. hope that works out. But my uh, tight ends, I'm fucking stoked about. Yeah, you got you got you got you got this you got you got the popular one, I would say. Yeah, I got a uh, that, that people are have huge boners for. I have Darren Waller, got a fucking yeah. rock hard boner for him, especially with Tyrell Williams going down, and then you know you have Henry yeah. Ruggs on your team. Targets yeah. are basically going to go to Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller, I think. Yeah. So that's good, and also when you have shaky quarterback play. Number one option is always the tight end. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that. your backup too. And I like Noah Fant as a, uh, out of Denver, as a potential uh, potential sleeper. I think Drew Locke mm-hmm. and him will have a good connection. Again, young quarterbacks, love tight ends. And Denver doesn't have a ton of, I mean, they have Cortland Sutton and they have Jerry mm-hmm. Judy who might do some things, but Noah Fant is that, uh, yeah. could be that reliable guy. It was either between CD Lamb and Jerry Judy for me when I was coming up with trying to when I was picking my my, my bench yeah. receivers and I just went I I went CD Lamb I don't know I think this the he I loved what I saw from him in college and he's going to Dallas and I, and it's Dallas is like big time that's showtime right there and I I think they're gonna get they're gonna give him the ball they're definitely gonna try to give him the ball in weird situations yeah. I could yeah. see him surpassing Michael Gallup at some point in the year. Yeah. Uh, my tight end, I only have one tight end. I don't, I don't think I need another one until probably a bye week, but it's Travis Kelsey. He's going to get oh, touches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then my kickers in defense, I change them like every other week. Me too. So <laughs> Steven Gaskowski in the Chargers right now for week one. Oh, that's where he's at on the charges. Yeah, I got Young Ho Ku. No, Stephen Gukowski is on the. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephen Gukowski is on the Titans. On the Titans, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got Ku on Atlanta, the Korean dude, and mm-hmm. uh, I got the Vikings defense. Yeah, defense should honestly, you got to change your defense at least every week. Yeah. Depending on depending on what you get, because it's all about matchups. There's no point in yeah. There's no point in drafting two defenses. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's it's a waste of spot. I just yeah. take whoever's available that has the best matchup. I mean, it's it. Yeah, it's so rarely like a big thing. I mean, the there was a couple of games in our league last year where it was like um, I think someone had the Patriots, and they were getting like, you know, they got like thirty points against the Dolphins, <laughs> uh, one game mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, and then but that obviously cooled off too. Those are just outliers. So yeah, it's mostly going to be like anywhere between five and fifteen or five and twelve points. So. It's not really significant for me. I'd rather bolster the depth on the rest of my team and then just switch that out with my philosophy this year is there's probably like four to six offenses that will be terrible. So whatever defense is on the waiver wire that's playing one of those four to six teams, probably going to be my defense. Yep. Uh, so let's just move on to our picks of the week. 
So I think like uh, we're just gonna choose a couple of games because a lot of these are just stinkers. But I think we should pick tomorrow's game. I think is a big game. I think it's Chiefs Texans. Yes. In Arrowhead, will there be fans at that stadium? Do you know? I don't think. I there don't know. Either. I don't think there is. Um, yeah, Kansas City. I don't think so. Oh, changes for Chiefs fans on game day. Fans, yeah, 22% capacity. Oh, 25%. Okay, so fans will be coming to the game. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really good game. I think it's Deshaun. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention Deshaun Watson got his contract this week, too. Oh, he did? Oh, uh, so he's stuck in Houston for a while. Yeah, he's, he's stuck in Houston. That's a bummer. His I mean, good for him from a financial standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go Chiefs on this. I think this is probably going to be... I'm going to go 24-10 on this. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to go 24-17. I think the Texans would score two touchdowns. I'm going to go Kansas City 33-17. I'm interested to see how this Bill O'Brien uh, offense goes with Cooks and, and David Johnson there. It He'll either look like a genius or a total smooth brain. But I Dude, think. Wait, wait, what did you say? With Bill O'Brien, I'm interested to see how the no, offense... No, no, no. Uh, what, was, what was the score? I'm sorry. Oh, 33-17 for Kansas City. All right. Um, looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Seahawks-Falcons Sunday. I think this is a good game. Seahawks-Falcons. I got Atlanta winning that one. I'm going to go 30-21 for Atlanta. Thirty to twenty-one. Yeah, I'm gonna go twenty to seventeen Seahawks. Twenty seventeen Seahawks. Okay. Well, you never know when Russell Wilson goes to Atlanta whether or not he's gonna get shot by future. So <laughs> keep that in mind for your for your score. You said thirty-three, twenty-one. Uh, thirty to twenty-one. I'm just keeping a record of these so we actually can fall back and see who is wrong and who's right. Um, uh, oh, Cardinals 49ers. That's a good game. I think it's going to end up being a little lopsided. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll go 49ers 21, Cardinals 10. Okay. I, I just think it's going to be a fun competitive game. I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how the 49ers respond to losing the Super Bowl, their first game since a loss. Yeah. Cardinals are young. They've got a lot of energy. They're going to be trying. They're going to be throwing everything at the wall. I think it's going to be a fun game. Probably will be. I'm going to go San Francisco 27-14. No. 27-14. Uh, 49ers. Okay, and then uh, we can close out with we got two more games on here. Uh, Bucks Saints. I'm gonna go, and it hurts me to say this, but I'm gonna go Saints. Thirty-four, mm. thirty-one. 
31. Oh, wow. Okay. I think it's going to be a close one. Close. I think it's going to come down to the wire. But I think the Saints are going to win it. It should be a very competitive game, though. I'm expecting a lot of shit talk on both sides. You got the, the squad that's coming up versus the squad that's been holding it down. New Orleans. I, and that's why I side with New Orleans. I think Tampa Bay could win this game later in the year when they play them the second time. But I think New Orleans wants to shut down all this offseason hype with it being like Tampa Bay every week, every day in the news cycle. They're probably sick of it because they feel rightfully so that they're the best team in the division so i'm gonna go saints 28 bucks 21 another close one yeah i think it's gonna be really close and i, I don't know i like look these guys haven't had had like they haven't had an off like a preseason like these games i feel like are gonna be really sloppy yeah but i think it's gonna, gonna be, be more really I lean with it being more sloppy on the defensive end. I think like miscommunications mm. and shit like that. So yeah, I, I can see it going both ways. And then let me see Monday Night Football. Two, uh, I, uh, Cowboys Rams. Cowboys Rams. Yeah, it's in LA. Yeah, I'm say, gonna go. Oh, go ahead, go ahead with your pick. Man, it's a hard one. I just want to point out, I finished... Uh-oh, my dog's about to throw up again. It's okay. Sounds like a pocket pussy. <laughs> it does sound unpleasant. It's okay, Goldie. Yeah, my dog needs to go to the vet. There she goes. Ooh, don't throw up on my charger, please. Stop moving closer to my charger. God damn it. <laughs> oh, you hear it. Yep. I got Dallas winning. I'm going to go 22-14. All right. Um, I think I watched Hard Knocks this past week. Man, I would be shocked if Sean McVay does not lose his team at some point this season, especially if things start off poorly. Mm. I, He's just mad corny. Really? Yeah. And it's not like a... I don't even know like how to explain it. You know, you have like these cheesy white coaches. Like mm-hmm. like you could put I'll compare it to like a Brad Stevens, you know, of like someone that's like kind of like a cheesy whatever guy, but he doesn't say shit and is like, "Right guys, am I right? Come on." What what did he say to LeBron uh at the uh remember like he was coaching the All-Star game? He was like he he like they're practicing and like they're doing he like he walks up to somebody he's like going to score a lot of points tonight huh <laughs> he does like no he said he actually said something very sweet he's like you know wow the the nba all-star game it's like i mean it was like sweet and nice for brad stevens because it was his first all-star game he's like wow what a feeling you know like coming up to this it's mm-hmm. really oh, yeah, it's yeah, really special yes. isn't it and lebron's yeah. like i've been on magazine since i was 15 years old so i don't give a fuck <laughs> but brad stevens obviously is like i never thought i'd be here um yeah LeBron's like fuck it. I it was a requirement for me to be here, <laughs> so yeah. it just uh, came off mad corny. But it's like Sean McVay will make these really bad jokes and like say something. Like, I like what you're doing there, man. I like what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like 
So like, at least mm-hmm. Brad, like people like Brad and other corny coaches like that, know not to be like the raw raw guys because it just doesn't work. And I don't think, mm-hmm. I think Sean McVay is like a good football mind. Obviously, like he's an offensive genius still, but his personality has got to be rough, especially mm-hmm. when he is so young too. That's probably part of it. I just yeah. like look at how much respect because they did the Chargers and the Rams. There's so much more respect in the locker room for the Chargers for Anthony Lynn than there seemed to be respect in the Rams locker room for Sean McVay. So it wasn't like anyone was like, fuck you coach or anything like that. It just didn't seem like anyone was really taking him that seriously. Mm. It seemed like even Jared Goff was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of doing my thing here, Sean, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I love it. Great, great. And Anthony Lynn's like, motherfuckers listen to me like this is what we're gonna do this is what we're doing they're like yes sir yes sir yes sir so i mm. think uh i think it's gonna be a rough year for the rams yeah i think it starts in week one interesting all right uh do you want to do monday night football the second game is uh tennessee versus uh denver you want to do that i mean denver I lost uh, I'm gonna go Tennessee fourteen. Uh, I, you know, I'll go. I'll go Tennessee seventeen, Denver ten. I'm gonna go Tennessee twenty-two, Denver nineteen. Wow, that close, huh? Yeah, I think it'll be close. I think Denver's still gonna, you know, go hard and everything. I think the loss of Von Miller sucks, but mm-hmm. they got they got guys. Drew Lock's getting hyped up too. I'm interested to see yeah. how he does. I thought he had a good Very end of year. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how he uh, how he does this year. I'll definitely be watching. You, what, you said uh, what was it? 20, 22 to twenty two to nineteen for Tennessee. And that's it for the games this week. It's weird that football is happening. I can't believe that it's actually regular season starts Sunday. It's it's crazy to believe that. Yeah, it's uh, uh there's I watched there's usually uh, so much more pop and stance and like weeks and weeks and weeks leading to like the Thursday night match, the first game of the season. Like pre, there's like four weeks of preseason and I, I, there's just so much build up to it that there's no build up to this season at all. Yeah, it's just going to happen. And I mean, when it happens, it's going to be wild. Like everyone's yeah. I think everyone's going to be watching. But it yeah. is Do you think this is do blue. you think they carry it? Do you think if this works that they just get rid of the preseason? Uh I think that cuz they talked about it on Hard Knocks a lot too. I don't even think the players are really as in favor of that idea as we're led to believe. I think players yeah, me like neither. Being able to, well, like, I think it's it's important for the guys for the guys who just make the roster, just right. got the cut. Like that's like the the preseason games is like where they're allowed to show off. Like oh we like oh you know this guy he's actually really good. Let's let's sign him to let's like let's put him on the team. Like and in most cases it's just us like uh, now it's just like uh, you, we don't have no film of you actually playing in a game. We're just gonna cut you. Yeah, <laughs> we'll like put you on the practice squad. Yeah, Austin Eckler was talking about it on Hard Knocks. He was like, yeah, I was like, you know, a fringe roster pick. I probably wasn't going to make the cut until my last preseason game. I made some plays and I showed, you know, my ability against another team. And then I made the roster. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I just signed a contract with this team, like a long-term contract. So it's, I don't think it'll ever go away in full, but I 
I always thought that four preseason games was unnecessary. I think you can yeah. do like one tune-up two, game with yeah, the starters one, one and stuff. One or two games. And then, that's, two yeah, games. and then the second game can just be like the yeah. fourth preseason game was where it's just yeah. all the guys fighting for the last spots. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. Uh, I think that's it for today's pod. I have to run and go pick up a sick dog at the vet, so yeah. I gotta go. I have to thanks for make arrangements uh, to get on, a Nick. sick dog yeah. to the vet. Yeah. Uh, next next week we'll be talking about actual football yeah. games being played. That's crazy. Hopefully, so, a preview of the Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you next week. We love you. Goodbye.